Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your host, Paladino Joey. Brave the Wild is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Want to thank you for joining once again today. Uh, I'm going to start this show off a little different than normal because uh, a man who has co hosted this show in the past, off and on, some, sometimes came on and most of the time not, you know, due, due to scheduling, this and that, busy, you know, lives far away and all that. Um, but I want you to give uh, Neil Nate Dog Thiesing. Um, Keep him in your in your thoughts and prayers today because he is in a very serious condition right now in the hospital, and uh, he's in a uh, medical induced coma at the moment. I just want you to please, please pray for him. Uh, those of you out there, please do pray for uh, Neil Nate Dog Thiesing. He is uh, a great, great, great friend, a great guy, somebody that wouldn't hurt a fly. Just one of the you know one of the nicest people you'd you'd ever meet. And I, I just want to <laughs> say again, please keep him in your prayers right now. It's uh, very important to me, and, uh, you know, he's, he's meant a lot to this show, of course, but uh, more importantly, Neil, the person, the, the friend, just uh, a, a great guy. So just, again, want to give that right away. Uh, some major, major, major thought, major part of the show right here at the introduction. So, yes, uh, it's very, very, very difficult for me to transition, but I'm dedicating this show to him. Um, I was thinking I, I can't even do a show right now because it's scary, it's sad. But then it's like, no, absolutely do the show. Uh, do it for Neil. So this is absolutely dedicated to Neil Thiesting right now. Uh, <clears throat> we'll open up only two games to review, four games to preview as the schedule gets a little bit busier once again. As obviously we're past the bye, we're past the All-Star break, all that. Uh, Eric Stahl's going to get a lot of positive uh, uh, conversation on this show. Columbus Blue Jackets, the Wild visit Columbus, one of the tougher places to play in the NHL for the Wild pretty much since the inception of these two clubs back in 2000. Uh, <clears throat> John Tortorella, we all know him. Uh, Cam Atkinson, who's had a pretty lousy season compared to last year. He killed us last year. I remember in that uh, New Year's Eve game, which was devastating. Killed our beautiful winning streak and kept theirs going. And, of course, both teams didn't even get out of the first round of the playoffs. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, this game went to a shootout, but Minnesota would emerge victorious. Columbus scored early, and that gave you a feeling like, here we go. Uh, they scored real early, only a minute 16 into the game. David Savard, not sure if he's related to Dennis Savard, the great uh, Hall of Fame player. Um, Panarin, definitely a huge factor throughout this game. He assisted on David Savard's goal. It was like, oh boy, here we go. But then luckily, uh, Jason Zucker would crash the net, basically, and shovel that thing in past Brodeen. Uh, this was a very entertaining game that uh, kept us feeling good. That that first period, Columbus looked like the better team. It looked like we're going to just take on another road loss as the Wild have been significantly better at home than on the road. Just like Timberwolves explosion, you know, Minnesota Timberwolves, do check out that podcast if you could. Both teams have been winning at home like crazy. The Wolves have won 12 in a row, or is it 11 in a row at home? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm going crazy here, but uh, Jason Zucker, 20th goal of the season on the power play, Jonas Brodeen getting the puck on net, uh, Granlin, of course, getting the puck to Jonas Brodeen in the first place, but Zucker basically crashing the net and getting the job done, and that was nice, uh, luckily no goalie interference was called, it looked like there was a possibility of that, but thank God that it did not lead in that direction. Um, Jonas Brodeen had a nice tip pass, uh, or tried to tip the puck in, and then it ended up going to Jason Zucker. It looked more like a pass, but no, it was a uh, it was a tip that ends up becoming an assist for Jonas Brodeen. Uh, Charlie Coyle finally rewarded for all of his uh, excellent play, as he would get a 
breakaway type of a situation as the puck would kind of be loose along the boards. Charlie Coyle was suddenly all by himself for at least a few seconds, and he was able to rifle it past Bobrovsky, his fifth goal of the season, and I felt so good for Charlie Coyle. That guy's long, long overdue. A heartbreaker at the end of that second period, which was a really good one. Tyler Ennis scored a goal. He did, but it was like seconds late. It's just heartbreaking, and it wasn't a goal only because the time ran out. You know how that works sometimes? Like, oh yeah, I went in because the clock, because the time had run out. No, that would have been a legitimate goal had the clock still been running. It's just, oh, it's just such bad luck. Tyler Ennis, heartbreaking for him because it was a good play. It was a nice goal and he just did not get it. So heartbreaking for him. An unbelievable second period for the Minnesota Wild. Just dominating the Columbus Blue Jackets with the shots on goal in that one. Uh, spectacular performance. The Wild ultimately wind up with 43 shots on goal. Bavrowski would stop uh, 41 of them. Uh, Bavrowski was unbelievable throughout the entire game, but the Wild's aggression paid off. I mean, and, and that's what counts most. Uh, disappointing, like just a few minutes, just about two minutes after Charlie Coyle, Panarin would get a pretty, pretty solid goal. Uh, 13th of the year, Panarin definitely the star of the game for the Columbus Blue Jackets in this one. Dubnik just could not hold on to it, rifled it at Dubnik, and it just went through. You know, he just went, he, he stopped it, slowed it down, but it still squirted through the legs there from Anti and Temi Panarin. I'm almost going <laughs> all, the, all these other anti-Laxon and anti, uh, yeah, I could go on forever, anti-Menin <laughs> years ago with the Wild. Um, but then things would have to go to overtime as both goalies were strong throughout the night. Of course, Devin Dubnik in net for the Wild. He was in net all week. Most likely we'll see Alex Stalock tonight. More than likely is Devin Dubnik great against uh, the, the Golden Knights again. Wow, that's why we call this show the Golden Sweep. As we're sweeping the Golden Knights and the Wild do get a sweep in these two games here. So two wins for the Wild. But uh, this one, obviously a thriller that did pay off nicely. It's unfortunate you have to go to the shootout. You couldn't finish on some really nice opportunities in overtime. Luckily, uh, Devin Dubnik was able to stop the opportunities that Columbus would get. They would have a few. They hit the post several times in the game, which was, whew, thank God for that. Uh, several posts hit from Columbus, and that saved the day. Uh, not surprising, M. Uh, I'll just call him Panarin. <laughs> Artemi. I keep calling him to go to Antemi. It's Artemi Panarin. Not surprising. He would be the one that would score the goal. He was the only guy that could really solve uh, Mr. Well, for the most part. He was m just about the only guy who could solve Dubnik throughout this game, but he was the only one that actually did solve Dubnik in the shootout period. Both uh, Chris Stewart and Zach Parisi, some unbelievable shots. Of course, Coyle stopped and Koivu stopped, but... Uh, Chris Dorr, what a nice play. And again, you see why he's in the NHL, why he's a, a goal scorer. His speed isn't there, and that's what's hurt him. That's why he's a bottom six forward now, compared to what he probably could have been. It's his hands. His hands are outstanding, outstanding. And boy, he has got uh, some unbelievable hands as he was able to basically lull the uh, lull uh, Bobrovsky to sleep and put it up past him, left shoulder, and that was a beauty Chris Stewart, and then Zach Parisi, even more pretty. Uh, back, it ultimately was a backhand. Again, like unbelievable stick handling. Left himself enough space and was able to backhand it past Bobrovsky. It looked more like a wrister than a backhand, but it ultimately was a backhand when you look at the correct angle there. Uh, Zach Parisi would win it at the end as Devin Dubnik did his job keeping the Wild in it. As unfortunately, again, Panarin scored right away after Chris Stewart, but then again, uh, uh, Dubnik was able to stop Jokinen and Winberg to keep the wild, <clears throat> to keep the wild at an advantage, that obviously a goal would end the game. Not just having to, not just having to stop the guy after that. So very nice to see Zach Parisi finish there again. Parisi showing signs, more and more signs of how close he is to really being the Zach Parisi again that he was before. And we're talking the legitimate Zach Parisi, not the one the last couple of years where he's had back problems and this and that. He looks more like the real Zach Parisi. Again, it's just getting that timing and, of course, a little puck lock, this and that, and Parisi showing what he can do there on that shootout goal. So, wonderful win for the Wild as we stay in playoff contention, or at least right below it. <laughs> it's definitely a very, very difficult division and a difficult Western Conference. The Wild play a team that is the second-best record in the NHL, a team that would have had the best record in the NHL had they beat the Wild in XL Energy Center. The Vegas Golden Knights are now 0-2 in XL Energy Center historically, which is strange when you sit down and think about that. 
as I'm trying to clear my throat here, I apologize. Uh, basically hitting the what you could call the dump button. My apologies. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Minnesota ends up winning on February the 2nd. Day before Groundhog Day, I believe you could call it. <laughs> Five to two victory for the Minnesota Wild in Exo Energy Center. How about that? I mean, what a beauty. Uh, two games in a row. Poor uh, Malcolm Subban. As good as he's been this year, he must hate Exo Energy Center. Man, as the Wild just uh, score early and often in this one, 5-2 to two over the best team in the Western Conference. Everyone else has struggled against the Golden Knights, but the Wild, yeah, you know, it's just another game, you know. It's just another game, you know, it's just an expansion team there, you know. It ain't going to be a problem there. Uh, Tyler Ennis and Charlie Coyle rewarded again for their hard work. Ennis got his seventh goal of the year. That was nice. Very felt great for him. Jonas Brodeen, a much-needed assist, his ninth of the year. He would get two assists in the game. At the end of the day, Eric Stahl scored early in the game, set the tone. Basically, was like, here we come. We're not going to lose tonight. Eric Stahl's 21st, the all-star Eric Stahl, and he would get an empty net later. So two goals for Eric Stahl at the end of the day. Empty netter to kind of kind of sort of ice things as uh, uh, Gerald Gallant pulled the goalie pretty early. Of course, former Detroit Red Wing tough guy, uh, Gerald, uh, Gerald Gallant, uh, more of a uh, bottom six kind of a strength, kind of a, kind of a Felino type, I guess you could say. <clears throat> kind of a Marcus Foligno type for the Detroit Red Wings back in the day, 80s and early 90s. I remember him very well. Uh, hated watching them beat the North Stars in the first round years ago. 92-93 uh, season there. Uh, excuse me, 91-92 season in that case. Uh, Jared Spurgeon would get his seventh goal of the year. Uh, top line center, top line center, Eric Halla. Uh, you got to see Mike Riley back in. Gustav Olofsson had played the last five games in, in his place. It's pretty much been a platoon between uh, Halla, or Halla, between um, uh, Mike Riley and Olofsson uh, at the uh, left shot defenseman on the third pairing. Nate Prosser's been the mainstay right shot defenseman, which is nice. You feel good for him. Obviously, everybody loves the guy, and I think he's a wild player for life, other than that one game with the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> one game with the Blues this, uh, the, the last year. So uh, good for him there. Uh, it was this year. He was on the Blues the year before, but they never actually played him yet. He was scratched in those games. Uh, Yuletide, Yule Erickson Eck, by the way, I gotta mention, was uh, brought back up right away for the Columbus game, so I didn't actually even mention that. Uh, Kyle Rouse stuck down there. Nito Niederreiter returns to play against the Vegas Golden Knights, so nice to see him back. He was tripped very early in the game, which was like, great, now let's re-injure uh, Nino Niederreiter. He's kind of had an oft-injured season, unfortunately. Missed a significant amount of time with ankle injuries and such. Um, but an overall fun night. Uh, but then again, not surprising, Eric Halla would score after the Wild got it up to 3 nothing. Tyler Ennis, Charlie Coyle, Eric Stahl, of course, the goal scorers. Yule Erickson Eck with a seventh assist on the Charlie Coyle goal. Feeling good for that third line as they've been playing very well. Uh, Yule Erickson Eck, remember last week with uh, Pavel Bonnet's uh, blog written, was just his, his defensive numbers are number one on the entire team. I mean, if he's not at least, at least another Miko Koivu to this team, I'd be very surprised. And I think he's got more skill than Miko Koivu. It's just a matter of, you know, getting his timing in the NHL, all that getting his timing and confidence, and of course, again, getting more opportunities. you got to get on the power play, more scoring opportunities. Uh, I don't think the third line is a poor scoring line most of the time, especially you get Coyle and Eric Zanak is pretty good, and occasionally Zach Parisi's on the third line, but lately he's had some really nice chemistry with Eric Stahl. It's the other guy on that line that's been uh, changing a bit. Uh, you've seen Tyler Ennis. He was back up there recently, uh, and he saw... Of course, Daniel Winnick, who's back down to the fourth line. Tyler Ennis has been back up on the top line. It's not because he's a top six player, necessarily. It's just, it's a fit. It's the way things are set up right now with the Wild. And, of course, that's how we know that. Uh, Nino Niederreiter has been up there as well uh, most of the time, actually. Nino Niederreiter was back up there most recently. Tyler Ennis and uh, Coyle and Eck played together last night. So, yeah, you saw some, uh, you saw a fun overall night. You saw Eric Hollis score his fourth goal of the season. Uh, Chris Stewart, who had been playing fairly well, he was one of the scratches. And, of course, the goose, Gustav Olofsson, left shot defenseman, was the odd man out in this particular night. So, yeah, you still saw Felino and uh, <laughs> you still saw Felino And, of course, Winnick, who's not been scratched this year. So I'm happy for that. Uh, Winnick is a guy that deserves ice time. Even in a fourth-line role or whatever it is. Uh, Daniel Winnick, always strong out there. Uh, Felino, Winnick, and Cullen on that fourth line last night. Of course, it's always interchangeable, this and that. Uh, 
Yul Eriksson-Eck managed to get 15 minutes on that third line, so strong play from him. Uh, he won half of his face-offs. A couple of shots on goal, but Charlie Coyle has been so aggressive, and he won all of his face-offs as well for that third line. It's, you know, it, it depends. Coyle and Eck kind of interchangeable. They're both centers. They're both wings. They can be both on that third line, so they've been kind of back and forth with that over the course of the season. But Coyle's definitely been attacking that net more and more and more, putting the puck on that more and more. You want to continue to see that from both guys, both guys here, Coyle and Erickson Act, both very capable of being higher goal scorers than they've been so far for the Minnesota Wild. And they're going to get rewarded, and Coyle has been rewarded the past couple games, goals in the past couple games. Very nice to see from Coyle. Uh, so that's great. And, of course, Yul Eriksson-Eck, Yuletide. <laughs> Yul Eriksson-Eck with his seventh assist of the season. He's now at eight points. So kind of slowly but surely climbing the ladder to bigger and better things. <laughs> he did get an assist. He did register an assist in his one game with the Iowa Wild the past week. So I will mention that right here and right now. He did register an assist. Iowa Wild is when we get into the prospect conversation in the next segment. Incredible night last night. Over the Bakersfield Condors, eight to zilch, eight to zilch. Nicholas Svedberg with a shutout, and wow. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in the next uh, segment. You wish you could see more and more points from the, the actual prospects on the team, but yeah, you did see some it, it, as it continued to go. It was like 5 nothing, and then it just continued to go up, up, up. So great, 8 nothing victory. So nice to see a Minnesota-based Minnesota Minnesota slash Iowa team uh, do as well. It'll be the team on a on the positive side of an 8-0 game. Uh, other than that, Game 6 North Stars, which is obviously a memory we don't want to think about much longer. Uh, Mikhail Granlin, a little quiet this week, but still, he got shots on goal. He had chances. It just just didn't just didn't happen this time around. But again, you saw good play from him. Uh, strong play from that that second line, Koivu, Granlin, Zucker. You saw strong play from them, but they uh, no reward this time around. Unfortunately, so. But their time will come. They'll probably score a good amount of points. I bet this this upcoming week is that line. Obviously, one of the best in the NHL when they're when, when they're on their game. They're as good as it gets. McCoyvu, Zucker, and Granlin line very very popular. Uh, been happy again with all things went this week. Mike Madonna award for me is going to go to Eric Stahl. He did get an assist also in this game. Three point night. Very very fun. Very entertaining. Eric Stahl, the All Star. Deserving All-Star. Congratulations on getting into the All-Star game again for the fifth time in his career. 22 goals in the year. He's on pace for 35. And again, anybody that thought there was going to be a letdown this year from Eric Stahl's uh, renaissance last year doesn't look like it. The renaissance continues for Eric Stahl. Just had some down years last year with Carolina and in New York, which wasn't a good fit. And here he is at the Minnesota Wild, and it's a wonderful fit. He's been a wonderful fit for the Wild. And of course, this is the closest team to home other than, I suppose, the Winnipeg Jets which are, yeah, it's pretty much Minnesota and Winnipeg, very close to Thunder Bay up there as you uh, continue on the road with uh, Lake Superior up there uh, around the, the Lake Superior shoreline into, into uh, what is uh, Ontario, Canada. Manitoba's right above Minnesota, but as you head slightly east, it becomes Ontario, Canada. So there it is, uh, Eric Stahl, the Thunder Bay native, getting... Another uh, Mike Madonna award, and a well-deserved one. This one's platinum-laced. The uh, James Shepard Memorial, I don't think there is one this week. I, I wasn't really disappointed with anybody. Uh, Gustav Olofsson, when he's been out there, he looks like an NHL player. Of course, nothing much beyond an NHL player, but an NHL player. Yul uh, Eriksson Eck, I could never give it to him. He doesn't screw anything up. He's fantastic. Uh, Charlie Coyle has been strong. Brodeen didn't screw anything up too bad. This, this last week he had a rough game. Uh, last couple of weeks, uh, uh, Suter had a rough uh, had a rough game in Pittsburgh last time around. Uh, Dumba didn't have any major gaffes. He he added an assist this past week, of course, or this past game with the uh, Golden uh, Golden Knights, and of course even uh, Ryan Suter added an assist. Dumba had a couple assists actually in that one. And Mike Riley, by the way, I got to mention the power play goal. That opened things up halfway through the first period, which got us feeling real good again. Like, we're going to beat the Golden Knights again. Mike Riley, what a nice pass. A Granlin-esque pass to Eric Stahl. It was like Eric Stahl was going to score on that goal. And Mike Riley deserves a ton of credit. Uh, he was actually on the power play, was Mike Riley, with Matt Dumba. So, an interesting pairing on the power play. And that's great. Good for Mike Riley. And see what happens when you're on the power play, when you're out there with Eric Stahl in a man advantage. See what happens. See, Mike Riley was stuck at seven assists forever, forever, since, since, since like November. And there it is, eighth, eighth assist. Congratulations, Mike Riley. Welcome back 
to the Minnesota Wild and out of that doggone press box. Ah, congratulations, Mike Riley. Great pass and good for him to open up the scoring for the Minnesota Wild. So there it is. Let's wrap up segment number one. Two games, but a lot to talk about. And again, please keep Neil Natog Thiessing in your thoughts and prayers. back here on Brave the Wild. Segment number two, we're going to preview three games. I said four initially, but it's three because the Chicago game is on Saturday. And just like the Dallas game tonight is Saturday. So yeah, why would I preview next Saturday's game when I'll be recording before it? So silly me. Three games to preview. Dallas Stars, St. Louis Blues, and Arizona Coyotes. Could be a positive week. Could be something else. But the way the Wild are playing right now, hopefully a very positive week. Again, Let's avoid any swoons. I suppose our swoon was kind of a <laughs> half of the season. A lesser swoon, but a less fun team to watch for a while. And now this team is playing much better. In the four-game series with these two with these two teams, uh, Dallas Stars, of course, the Wild and uh, Dallas have only played one game so far. Minnesota won that one 4-2 to in XL Energy Center. Now the Minnesota Wild head to Dallas, a place that was... <laughs> Just about impossible for us to win in the past. It took till forever, just a couple of years ago, for the Wild to finally win again. After 2001, the Wild finally won there two years ago for the first time since then, since before September 11th, if I remember correctly. Yes, it was early 2001, as in way back in the inaugural season for the Wild, 2000-2001, before September 11th. That's a long time ago. <laughs> that's a that's a record that stood for a long time. Uh, Minnesota and Dallas, of course. Uh, Dallas Stars are playing fairly well. Minnesota's playing very well. Uh, four out of our last five. Dallas is three out of their last five so far. Uh, they beat Arizona on Feb the first. That's the most recent. Buffalo they crushed seven to one. Florida crushed seven, uh, six to one. Then they got beat four to one by Toronto, three to zero by Jonathan Quick and the Los Angeles Kings. At least I hope it was Jonathan Quick and not Darcy Kemper. Wouldn't that be something? And of course, most recently beat the hapless Arizona Coyotes. That's our opponent coming up on Thursday. Uh, this is a matchup that you know it has its ups and downs. I think the Wild can win this one. I think the Wild better win this one at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, it's cool to see Eric Stahl. Mikhail Granlin's already got 40 points. Good for him. Eric Stahl's at 46. Uh, Dallas with some scores. Of course, now John Klingberg, the defense, and is the leading scorer for the Dallas Stars. He's doing a little Brent Burns impression. Uh, only six goals, which, yeah, Brent Burns tends to score more like close to 20 at the end of the day by the time he's done with the season. But 49 points for John Klingberg, one of the top super defensemen in the league. Alexander Rudolov, who's emerged this season in a big way, 48 points for Alexander Rudolov. Huh, good for him. Uh, interesting. Uh, he has definitely emerged. He was a first-round pick in 04. Uh, he's kind of come around after not much of a career beforehand. Uh, some decent numbers, but he's really having a hell of a year. Uh, almost a career high in goals already. He had some games with Nashville, and then he went back to Russia, and then came back to Nashville, and then it was gone for five years again. It was like about three, four-year stretches where he went back to Russia, came back to the NHL. Last year, 54 points at the Montreal Canadiens, or two years ago. No, that was last year. 54 points with the Canadiens, and now with Dallas. Definitely on a career uh, stretch here. 48 points in only 52 games. Uh, outstanding so far for Alexander Rudolov. He's been kind of in and out. He's actually an older guy, 86, and I hate saying somebody born in 86 is an older guy, but it kind of is what it is. You know, I'm not getting any younger, folks, so. <laughs> uh, he's, he's just in and out of the NHL, Russia and NHL. I, I don't know. I guess they hate us over there, but okay, I better not even go there. Uh, Tyler Pitlick, of course, son of Lance Pitlick. Yes, sir. Former Gover, former NHLer with Ottawa and others, of course. Successful career in the NHL. 17 points for Tyler Pitt, like uh, Klingberg, though. Definitely the Mike Madonna. They'd call it Mike Madonna, too, unfortunately. But the Mike Madonna Award winner for the uh, Dallas Stars so far this season. Uh, ben and Sagan. Ben and Sagan. Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan. Yeah, I know. 47 for Ben, 44 for Sagan. Those are the two stars. But Klingberg, Klingberg and Rudolov. 
have definitely come around. Obviously, Klingberg was already a great player, but he's been on an absolute tear during this positive stretch for the Dallas Stars the past month or so. And that's one of the reasons why the Stars are very much in playoff contention. Of course, they have a good coach. Uh, you know, kind of. I mean, obviously, no, no, I know. Ken, Ken Hitchcock's the guy that got them the Stanley Cup. Uh, Lennon's having a better season this year in a backup role. And Ben Bishop, the main guy, has four shutouts on the year, but definitely some inconsistency. Kind of like Dubnik, I guess you could say, in a sense. He's got the shutouts, but he's also got some inconsistent games. Uh, 2.47 goals against average isn't that shabby, though. Uh, 91.7 save percentage. Both Kerry Lennon and Ben Bishop definitely have been solid in that all season for the Dallas Stars. And again, one reason why the Stars are doing well. And again, Klingberg having an awesome season. He's a plus 14. Uh, Radek Fuska, 21 uh, positive in the plus minus. So good for him in a huge way. He's a plus 21 for the Dallas Stars. A very winnable game for the Wild, I believe. Uh, it's a home game for the Stars. This is a tough one. It's a tough stretch. You got the Stars, obviously, in St. Louis. You got to go to St. Louis. None of these games are going to be that easy. The one that's the most winnable, it's got to be Arizona. I mean, what else is what else is the most winnable game of this week? It's hard to pick a 3-0 week for this team, even though they've been playing much better. And you got two road games against division foes, uh, national television with the St. Louis game, Mike Yo and all that. Hopefully a win for the Wild. Then we host the Arizona Coyotes. You lose that one, which can be one of those trap games for the Wild. We've done it before. We better not do it again. Um, boy, it would be a very, very impressive win if the Wild could pull this off tonight. Alex Daylock will be in net, so he'll have a fresh goalie in net. That's the good part. He hasn't been in the net for a while, like over a week here with the All-Star break and all that. Uh, oh, man, I want to think positive here. Which one? I mean, I, I'm thinking it's going to be a two and one week. Three and zero is like too homerish for me. And if the and if I'm wrong, great. Go ahead and be wrong, right? <laughs> but, uh, boy, this has been such a tough matchup over the years. St. Louis, I think, is dropping off. Of course, Mike Yo knows as well this and that, and we've had tough matchups with him, but we've had a little more success this year than last. Hmm. Uh, I guess I'm going to pick a loss tonight. I think maybe if the Wild possibly used up all their scoring last night with Vegas. It happened last time around when the Wild beat Vegas. We had an icky game the next one. Maybe this one won't be so icky. Hopefully the Wild could squeak out a point in this one. But I think Dallas is going to win something like 3-2, to two, a well-goaltended game. Uh, but unfortunately, the Wild not getting rewarded. Hopefully the Wild could squeak a point out in the shootout, something like that. But I'm picking a 3-2 to two victory for the Dallas Stars in this one. Uh, most likely guy to score for the Wild is Eric Halla. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Zach Parisi, I think, is going to get rewarded for his hard work. Or, uh, I want to think, actually, Yul Eriksson Ek, even more so. Yul Eriksson Ek will score his second goal of the season against the Dallas Stars. He's been strong. He's been good. Charlie Coyle, don't be surprised to see him continue what he's been doing and all that. Uh, Eric Stahl, you know, certain guys, they've just been on fire. But I'm going to go with Yul Eriksson Ek. I'm going to pick a very, uh, wild one here, literally. Uh, a well-played game by both teams. I just think Dallas will be slightly better down the stretch. A 3-2 to two win for the Wild, even though Wild have been playing very well against the Dallas Stars of late. I don't think you're going to sweep them this season, though. And uh, this might be the one loss of the year at the end of the day. We'll see. Uh, in a back-to-back -back against Vegas and all that. So, let's head to uh, Tuesday, the 6th of February. The Minnesota Wild host the St. Louis Blues, Mike Yo, Vladimir Tarasenko. These are all teams we're extremely familiar with. Uh, guys like, again, frickin' uh, <laughs> Jake Allen. Yeah, but also Carter Hutton, for crying out loud. Carter Hutton. I like him better than Jake Allen. And, man, has he been a godsend for my fantasy team. Carter Hutton is the best backup goalie, like, ever. I mean... He's unbelievable, and he's been getting a decent amount of uh, games in net. Jake Allen's back to being Jake Allen. Mediocre, 2.72. That's why the Wild should have beat the St. Louis Blues last year. You know, it drives me nuts that he was able to have that type of little stretch against us. And then, of course, Nashville kicks his ass in the next round. Every bleep and time, the Wild run into a red-hot goalie. It's a guy who's just okay. You know, he's okay, but then he's having this magical stretch. And then here comes the next round, and no, they didn't win, did they? They, they were done right away. Uh, you know, it's so typical, and it's so bleeping frustrating. It's so bleeping frustrating. I can't deal with it. A guy who's more likely to be like the red-hot goalie right now is Carter Hutton. Save percentage, almost 95%. Almost 95%. He has started eight games. He is 13-4. and four. 
Carter Hutton is the best backup goalie in the league, and that's why he's had 18 starts already in this amount of time. Uh, he's had to replace Jake Allen four times on the season, if you can believe it. Carter Hutton did have a couple stinkers, and Jake Allen did replace him twice, and I do remember some of them. Just, you know, you put him in and he gave up, he gave up five goals. I couldn't believe it. It happened recently with the run he's been having, but despite that icky game, still got a goals against average well below two. Save percentage, almost 95%. Unbelievable. Carter Hutton is, wow, he's been a wonderful godsend for the uh, St. Louis Blues. He's one of the reasons why the Blues are still a division leader in, uh, right now. Because if Jake Allen was the main guy and Carter Hutton was what he was in the past, just mediocre at best as a backup goalie, yuck. Uh, Carter Hutton's going to get paid this offseason, i got to think. Someone's going to go after him uh, in a trade or a, a contract extension, depending on his statistics, uh, his status there. I haven't looked into his uh, status with his contract at the moment. We'll get to that one of these days. Uh, Braden Shen is officially leading the team in scoring at the moment. Vladimir Tarasenko, bad Vlad. Both of them leading them in goals at 21, but Shen with a few more assists on the year. 51 for Braden Shen. Good for him. Tarasenko, 47 points on the season. Paul Stansny having a fairly strong year. Um, he's stayed healthy all season. That's huge. Good for him. Again, he's played every game. Good for Paul Stansny. Um, Alexander Steen has stayed healthy most of the year, this and that. Kyle Brozniak, the fourth-line center, who's uh, third or fourth-line, bottom-six center, penalty kill master, face-off king, all that. Um, he's been very good throughout the season. He's not doing as good in face-offs right now as he did in the past. Paul Stenzi's been the top face-off guy for the Blues this season, and he is the first-line center for the most part. Um, but Brozniak overall, again, has been... Uh, yeah, he's, he's been a solid player, and he's, he always magically scores against us, too, which is extremely frustrating. Winnable game for the Wild. St. Louis hasn't been playing as well uh, generally, but then again, the last week or so, they've been okay. Uh, you lose 5-2 to two to Arizona, though. Yuck. That was on Jan the 20th. The 30, uh, 23rd, pardon me, 3-0 over Ottawa. Another shutout for Hutton. Yep, he's just been beautiful. Uh, Colorado, 3-1. to one. They beat the Colorado Avalanche, that is. Montreal, 3-1. to one. Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know what's wrong with them. They just, they're weird. I don't know what happened to them. Boston is the number two team in the Eastern Conference behind Tampa Bay this year. That's a big shocker. 3-1 to one loss in Boston on the fe on the 1st of February for the St. Louis Blues. Winnable game for the Wild. I'm going to pick a win. I, I just have a good feeling about this one. I hope Jake Allen's in net. If you see Carter Hutton in net, oh, say your prayers. Uh, hope and pray to God that Devin Dubnik is, is up for the challenge in that one because i got to think Dubnik will be in net against the Blues, even though it, sometimes you wonder, is that a good thing with the way things turned out last year? But then again, it's not like he was bad. It's just he got bad. You know, he was great in that first couple in the first couple of games, and then as the season, the series uh, progressed, things went down, 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 and he got less and less consistent and more and more tired. And you got to think he was exhausted from those first two games, and his confidence was shaken a bit because it's like I did all that and we still lost. I mean, that's got to get in your head. No matter how good, no matter how strong minded you are, no matter how even keel you are, stuff is going to catch up to you in a situation like that. Uh, Minnesota very close to catching up to the St. Louis Blues at this moment, and that's a good thing. Only a few points behind the hated, hated St. Louis Blues are the Wild. Only four points behind. One point behind the Stars for the top wild card spot, and a game in hand, and two games in hand with St. Louis. We love to talk about games in hand, don't we? When we regard the Minnesota Wild when they're fighting for a playoff berth. <laughs> Oh, games in hand, 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 games in hand. I think the team that's going to win this division is the Nashville Predators at the end of the day. They have three games in hand <clears throat> with the uh, versus the Winnipeg Jets and are only two points behind. So I think Nashville deserves to win the division again, but we'll see. Carter Hutton, oh God, he's one of the best goalies in the league right now, and he's still not necessarily the starter for the Blues. Um... If Jake Allen's in that, I think the Wild win 4-2, to the most likely guy to score in the game. Let's go with, jeez, uh, let's go with, uh, let's go with Eric Stahl, the guy who's been Mr. Consistent, Mr. Great, Mr. Awesome for the Wild all season. I think he'll be the more, more likely guy to score in the game. It'll be a solid one, maybe even a multi-goal night for him, an empty netter, 4-2 to victory for the Wild. I'm thinking Jake Allen will be in that, and I'm thinking the Wild will do a good job against him. Um, it's funny how the Wild beat him up pretty good a couple years before, and then last year, again, what took place. But, of course, the history is history. We're going to leave that alone. I think the Wild can get the job done against the uh, against Braden Shen and the uh, St. Louis Blues. <laughs> if Carter Hutton's in that, it's going to be a close one. Uh, and you got to hope for the best. Maybe a 2-1 to one victory for the Wild. 
I hope. Score two goals against Carter Hutton <laughs> and hope Devin Dubnik is phenomenal on the other side of the uh, the ice and the defense is good. You get the blocks and all that uh, from the Ryan Studers, from the uh, even Matt Dumba get some blocks. That would be helpful. But uh, obviously Suter and Spurgeon are the two best defensemen on the team. There's no doubt there. Um, I'll go with a 4-2 win for the Wild, though. I'm thinking of Jake Allen in net. So because, of course, uh, Mike, you will probably figure Jake Allen's been great against the Wild the past year, in the Wild, but the Minnesota Wild will get the job done. Let's look at the season series really quick. A 6-3 win for St. Louis way back in, well, not way back, in November the 25th. Minnesota, a close, hard-fought battle, 2-1 to one over the Blues on the 2nd of January, or 2nd of December, pardon me. Not all that long ago. Tough one there, tough one. But a nice win for the Wild. Uh, and it was Jake Allen and Ed in that one. Interesting. So I, I thought that might have been Carter Hutton, but the Wild got the job done. And Devin Dubnik with 41 saves. So that's what I'm hoping will happen for the Wild, that Devin Dubnik will be up for the challenge again. So that, that one must have felt good for Dubnik, of course, for the Wild. The season series is tied. We host the Blues, of course, on the 6th of Jan. Uh, I keep calling it January, February. And we wrap up the season series in Excel Energy Center on the 27th of February. So let's move forward. Arizona Coyotes. Arizona Coyotes, a team with the looking for the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, it's pretty much about the season right now. Shane Doan is finally gone. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just the fact that, man, it's unbelievable that he was still there. All these years, Shane Doan was still there. He was a Winnipeg Jet. You know, the original Winnipeg Jets, the ones that are the Coyotes now. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, 12 and 30 on the season. This is an LX Energy, XL Energy Center. There is no excuse for the Wild to not get the job done. Uh, Andy Ranta, after having an awful start to the season, has stepped up a little bit. Uh, Luis Domingue, who has been better in the past, has been horrible this season. Scott Wedgwood has not been a whole lot better. Andy Ranta, to me, is the only goalie on the roster that's deserving to be in the net at the moment. Uh, Clayton Keller is leading the team in scoring. Derek Stepan, who went there in the offseason out of New York. Boy, I bet he's regretting that one. Um, Alex Goligoski, of course, from our gopher. Former Dallas star as well. Defenseman. Solid player. Uh, 22 points in the year. Not a whole lot in front of him. Uh, he's had 40-point seasons. He's not going to get it this year. Uh, boy, I mean, only 36 points from their leading score. 14 goals for Keller, but also 14 for Brandon Perlini, who's kind of been the Zach, uh, Jason Zucker for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. 14 goals, only 6 assists on the season. A pretty yucky roster for the most part. Of course, some good players here and there. Clayton Keller, Stefan, and uh, Alex Goligoski have definitely been the, uh, <clears throat> the diamonds in the rough, literally in the desert there for the Arizona Coyotes. Two out of their last, uh, two out of their last Five, though, they beat St. Louis on the road. That's impressive. That must have been really frustrating for the Blues. And they beat the Islanders at home. Otherwise, a 3-2 loss to Nashville, 2-1 loss to Columbus, and a 4-1 spanking by the Stars on February the 1st. This has got to be a win for the Wild. Don't let this be a trap game. I don't care who's in net for the Wild. Is it uh, Alex Stalock, Devin Dubnik? The Wild need to win the game. It's got to be something like 4-2, 4-1. I'm going to pick a 4-1 victory for the Wild, and I hope that's it. Maybe even a shutout, 3-0, something like that. Minnesota wins the game. Most likely got to score is going to be Jason Zucker. He's going to continue his tear, continue his points. Uh, not a point streak because it did end last night. He was on like an eight-game point streak, and it ended, unfortunately, for Jason Zucker against the, uh, his, his hometown club. So that figures he didn't get a goal or an assist. I got to quit picking him to score against them because he doesn't score against the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> Maybe he will in uh, Las Vegas, though, coming up in March. 4-1 uh, to win for Minnesota. Most likely got a score. I will go with Jason Zucker. I think the Wild should get the job done. Uh, not not the best goaltending, though. Of course, Andy Ranta is capable of something. Maybe we'll go with a 3-1 to one win. Uh, because, I mean, Ranta's okay. But I'm hoping for a 4-1 to one win. Maybe 3-1, to one, but Ranta will get credited for only three of them. Uh, maybe an empty net or something like that late in the game. But I, who knows? Maybe Eric Stahl adds another one or uh, Mikhail Granlin. Something like that. But I'm going to go with a, we'll say 3-1 to one, uh 4-1 to one win for the Wild at the end of the day. Again, Jason Zucker most likely got a score in this one. So, dragging this out a little too much. My apologies. Let's get on with the prospects. So, here we are. Time to talk about the prospects for the Minnesota Wild. Jumping into Iowa. Been a positive stretch for them of late. Sam Anas and Carol O'Reilly officially leading the team in scoring. Again, an 8-0 win last night. Couple assists for uh, Justin Klutz. 
the future fourth line center, maybe even third line center for the Wild. I I think he will be one day. Uh, bottom six center for the Wild, of course. Uh, 35 points on the season, tied with Samanas for tops on the team in assists. 21 on the season for Clues. Samanas again setting guys up, but also leading the club in scoring. Wonderful story has been Samanas who would be uh, hopefully in the NHL one of these days, hopefully very soon. Uh, I think he deserves a call-up. Uh, Ryan Murphy is at 18 points. Brennan Mendel adding another assist in last night's blowout over the Bakersfield Condors. Uh, 19 points now in the year for the young Brennan Mendel. That's great. 20 years old. He is stepping up nicely. Right shot defenseman of the future for the Minnesota Wild. Kyle Rowe adding a goal last night, 25 points for him. Luke Cunning managed to squeeze in an assist. Mario Lucia, two assists. Good for him. 15 points on the air. So nice to see Lucia getting something going. Oh, Luke Cunning's only played in 27 games, 38 games for Mario Lucia, both of them at 15 points on the year. Sealer adding another assist. He had a strong week here, uh, 11 points on the on the season. Uh, Sealer and Susie, the points are starting to pile up a little bit for them as they've been so quiet for so long, and they're getting, they're getting the points now. So good for them, uh, Susie. At nine points on the season, he scored his first uh, a professional goal. Now, Steeler had a goal and an assist last night. How cool is that? And Susie most recently scored his first professional goal for the Iowa Wild this past week. Nine points on the year for Carson Susie. Good for him. That, that feels great. And, of course, uh, Nicholas Svedberg getting his second shutout on the season. He's now at 2.56 goals. He has averaged 12-8 and eight for Iowa uh, Steve Michalik, 9-3. Great record, but not quite the, the beautiful statistics of Svedberg. But again, he's more consistent than Svedberg. Svedberg, it might be like the Manny Fernandez in a sense, where he can be hot and cold. And then uh, Michalik is kind of like the uh, Dwayne Rollison. More more stable, this and that. So again, that 9-3 and three record is definitely something that deserves notice when you're talking about uh, the Iowa Wild and a possible Minnesota Wild backup one day. Uh, Chase Lang, he's he's had a nice couple weeks, and of course did uh, Pavel Jennings. He had a three-point week last week for the Rapid City Rush. So those two guys, again, both draft picks, uh, later round draft picks, sixth round for Lang, seventh round for Jennings, and the 2014 draft. Uh, the two main prospects that are on the Rapid City Rush at the moment, Pavel Jennings right now, 26 points for the Rapid City Rush. Again, a three-point game when he returned to the Rapid City Rush last week. Chase Lang has been fairly consistent down there, very inconsistent with Iowa. I remember, like, 20 games and, like, one point pretty much. Very frustrating for him, the right wing uh, for the <clears throat> Iowa Wild and now Rapid City Rush. 10 points in 15 games for Rapid City. So good for him. At least he's stepping up in the ECHL. Hopefully he can get it going in the AHL as he needs to get closer to the if he has any hope of ever skating in the National Hockey League, he's got to step it up in a big way. But at least they're getting, doing something in the uh, ECHL at this stage. So good for them. Uh, as you look around in the college ranks, and of course the uh, OHL, Ivan Ladnia had a quiet week, only one assist. He's currently at 53 points in 50 games, 33 of them assists. So good for him there. Uh, Nick Sweeney. Minnesota Duluth, gosh, that guy, you know, he's had a nice run. Uh, they No points last night. He's at 16 on the season in 20 games. Nick Sweeney again out of uh, Lakeville. Brandon DeHaim, he's just a playmaker, isn't he? He's a left uh, left winger for Providence. He just playing out flat out gets assists. Just about every game he manages to get an assist. He's already six points ahead of last year, 18 in 29 games. 13 of those assists for Brandon DeHaim. So more of a playmaker at the left wing position, which is quite unusual. Dmitry Sokolov continuing his tear. Literally two points a game for the uh, <laughs> Barry Colts. He has been crazy since he went to the Barry Colts. Ten, uh, Literally 20 points in the 10 games he's played. And that puts him at 58 in 55 games, or 45 games on the season. He has been outstanding since moving to the Barry Colts. And great move. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for moving uh, Dmitry Sokolov to the Barry Colts of the uh, Ontario Hockey League. Uh, Jordan Greenway managed to add a, add another assist and a goal, uh, 24 points on the season. So nice to see the big man, Jordan Greenway. Now he's, he's at now at nine goals, only one less than last year and still 10 games less than last season still. So here we go. Jordan Greenway probably going to have a career year for Boston University and hopefully we'll be skating for at least the Iowa Wild in uh, in the spring here as we head into uh, March and June post uh, uh, NCAA tournament if uh, Boston University makes it. It doesn't look like they're going to, unfortunately. Nick Boca never factors in the scoring, nor does uh, Jack Sadik. Sadik's at five, six points on the season, all assists, and Boca is at... 
only uh, four points on the season. He's really dropped off in a big way. Actually, Sadik has had a couple goals this year, believe it or not. Uh, so he's at seven points on the season. My apologies. I got behind, kind of stuck in the past there. Uh, Jacob Golden scored his first goal in the Ontario Hockey League this past week against seventh, uh, fifth round pick for the Wild this last spring. Finally scored his first goal, and he's uh, had six assists during the course of the season. Seven points for the uh, stay-at-home defense and for the London Knights. Nice to see Jacob Golden, though, getting his first goal of the... Uh, <laughs> First goal of his career in the Ontario Hockey League. Ontario Hockey League. Um, any more major ones to check in? Yes, Belpedio, another two-point night. The captain and star and senior for Miami University. Miami University, Red Knights. Two points again for Luis Belpedio. Nine goals, career high. 15 assists, career high. 24 points, career high in 25 games. Only one more game than last year, as, of course, he missed a significant amount of time down the stretch last season. When he was on pace for a strong year, it was heartbreaking to see. But Luis Belpedio, man, can't wait to see him. Right shot defenseman, again, out of Skokie, Illinois, playing for the Miami uh, of Ohio uh, Red Knights. <clears throat> Third-round pick in 2014, Luis Belpedio, 21 years of age and a bright future, I think. Boy, he is really kicking ass over there in Miami, Ohio. Uh, will they make the tournament? I have no idea, but boy, oh boy. Oh, I cannot wait to see him signed, at least with the Iowa Wild, to see what he can do at the next level. Very, very exciting for me, personally, to see what he can do. He is a guy I've got uh, high hopes on, on a team that definitely needs... Uh, Another right shot defenseman in their in, in their system, at least in the minor leagues and into the uh, National Hockey League. Something to look forward to in the next uh, year or two here with uh, Luis Elpidio. And I've had a frog in my throat all day, and I apologize. I don't know what happened, but maybe it's the way I slept. <laughs> so my apologies for that. Um, but generally speaking, that's pretty much it when you look at the prospects. Of course, we know about Kapo Kalkinen, who's been outstanding in Finland thus far, keeping that goals against average right around two. He's been great in those Finnish leagues over there. Still age 20, got a bright future ahead of him. Uh, 21, actually, in his case. Uh, other guys like, uh, of course, uh, Kirill Kaprizov. Scoring has been down a teeny tiny bit the past few weeks, but yeah, still, we know who he is and what he's capable of, and nothing new to say, unfortunately. Uh, Svetlikov, same thing, you know, I mean, there's just nothing, there's just no news on them, and there's nothing more to say, don't really need to, not, nothing exciting with their numbers, it's not like they got like six goals this past week or anything, so I'm going to kind of leave that alone for the moment. Looking at guys that are closer to coming to the NHL at this stage, of course, Kaprizov would be probably in the NHL if he was able to, uh, well, if we, were, if we were able to sign him, but at least we got a little dialogue the last month or so. Avery Peterson has not been around for uh, the Duluth Bulldogs of late. Nick Sweeney, though, has been doing a hell of a job, and good for him. Uh, Duluth Bulldogs quiet, though, uh, this past night. The, the two players for the Blue, Blue Dogs that are in the wild, uh, I just call them the Blue Dogs, the Bulldogs that are in the wild system. So that pretty much wraps up the prospect segment here. want to thank all of you so much for listening to the show. Uh, I want to encourage you to join it. The Facebook page, the Twitter account. want to thank Hockey Podcast for tweeting the show. Vince Germano for retweeting the show. Thank you guys so much for uh, tweeting it out to your followers. Really appreciate it very much. Uh, those of you out there, also, please tell your friends about the show if you like it. If you want to support this show, tell your friends. It's greatly appreciated. Write a positive rating on iTunes if you could. It would only help in a big way. And I'll give you a big shout-out and thank you And uh, when, I, when, when I check it out. I'll mention your name on the air here. Also, again, encourage you to do follow the Twitter account, at BraveTheWild, at BraveTheWild. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash BraveTheWild is the Facebook account. Please give that a like. Join that page, comment on there. Greatly appreciate it. Join in the conversation when we post blogs or, or articles or whatever, or just conversate about news. The wild sign, Kirill Kaprizov. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, that'll be something that'll probably generate some conversation. Uh, also, again, there's the phone line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Brave the Wild or your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine on the show. Um... One final thing before I talk about the audio submission route is got to give a shout out to MNW players. MNW players is another Facebook page that I can encourage you to join. Just look it up. Facebook.com forward slash MNW players. Look it up. Like it and conversate on there. Uh, Pavel Bunyan and Merrick Skyba run the page. They also run an official website as well. MNWplayers.com where they talk about everything from 
Chase Lang all the way up to Eric Stahl, if you get the idea. Uh, the lower prospects all the way up to the top line for the Minnesota Wild. So throughout the Minnesota Wild system, it's everything Wild-related from top to bottom. So beautiful website, something I enjoy very much because I love to keep up with the prospects because you like to think that there's hope for the future. That's why I talk about the prospects on this show. You know, I, I'm just sitting here waiting, hoping one day you're going to see, you're going to hear Nick Steeler got called up. Carson Susie got called up. Um, you know, you're, you're excited. You're hoping that maybe this guy will be better than the other guy. And then there you go. The team is better because of it. And then here's Luke Cunning, finally up with the wild to stay. And he's going to continue to emerge. And then Erickson X starts scoring goals. Cunning starts scoring goals. That's what I'm looking forward to. Kapo Kokkonen ends up being a really nice goalie out of Finland. And he ends up at least starting as a backup and then moves up. And, oh, my God, he's in the wild system. He's in Iowa. And now he's in Minnesota. Oh, my. And he's getting better and better. And there's your goalie of the future, Kapo Kokkonen. Or Alex Stezka, Stezka out of uh, Czech Republic. You never know. He's not doing as good as Kokkonen right now. But you never know. Um, maybe he'll have a crazy great story. Pavel Genis just explodes. And there he is in the NHL. And he ends up being a good player. You just never know how things happen. Um, Luis Belpedio, I uh, can't wait. Again, watch. Just watch him end up being a very successful NHL player. Maybe 35, 40-point guy for the Wild from that right shot defenseman position. And then maybe somebody else is expendable. You can make a trade and bring in some more draft picks and do it again and just get better and better. And that's the hope for this franchise to have some staying power in this league to not only get better but stay better, that type of thing rather than lull in mediocrity forever. That's the hope that somebody will emerge as the star of this team at some point. Of course, Eric Stahl is a nice star to have right now, and we thank him for the wonderful uh, production he's brought this team the last year and a half. Uh, now it's just about staying healthy and keep it up, buddy. Keep it up. Uh, Zach Parisi, all that, you know, getting the timing back and the scoring. It's going to be a tough, tough ride here. Chicago's already got 55 points. They're four games above 500. Chicago's in last place in the division. You just sit and look at that, and you're like, what? And yet they still have a winning record. So anything can happen in the next week or two. Anything. I mean, it can change so fast. So there it is. Uh, that'll wrap up this show. Again, let's finish things with the audio submission route. Use the uh, free voice recording application on every smart device on the planet. They all have it. Uh, there's downloadable ones. There's ones that are already built into your smart device. Treat it like a phone call, record it, save it, and then email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an mp3 file with zumzar.com, and bada bing, bada boom, it's right here in a fan interaction segment. So it would be great to hear your voice on my show. It would be awesome, and you can hear your voice too, right? You could say, that's me. <laughs> Why not, man? So that's the goal. Uh... The Facebook page, the Twitter account, and the email address will all be in the show description for copy and paste or copy or click this and that. It'll take you directly to where you need to go and rock and roll. So with that, I'm going to wish all of you a good, safe week. Stay stay warm as it's been very cold around here of late and other parts of the world possibly. So please do uh, enjoy. Hopefully the Wild can have a winning record this week. I think they will. A sweep would be absolutely spectacular though, wouldn't it? One final thing before I sign off, though, again, please remember to keep Neil, Nate Dog Thiesing in your prayers because he, he needs your prayers right now in a big way, and God bless him. And again, I dedicate this show to Neil, Nate Dog Thiesing. Take care, everybody.